Welcome to Box Press Radio. I'm Dan. I'm Angela. I'm Andrew. I'm Zach. And I have a cigar. It is a La Gloria Cubana Serie R Esteli, and it is a big bastard. It's like an Andrew-esque cigar. It's got a big bastard of a name. <laughs> yeah, I like big cigars, and I cannot lie. I have a new cigar that I'm smoking tonight that Andrew bought me because it was like, what, $6? Yeah, and they're little cigarillos, so they're about your speed and size, so. Thanks. Um, <laughs> they're called the Jane Female Way Cherry Handmade Cigars from the Dominican. Is that Jean? Jane, but we could say Jean just for the podcast. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so they're cherry handmade cigars. I just cut one, so we shall see Fantastic. how they smoke. They don't smell like cherry, so they're not infused. Nice. <coughs> they're supposed to be, but who knows? When you start lighting it up, it might change. Yeah, they don't smell like it, but I'm sure you know, we'll find out. Fair enough. Zero, what about you, sir? <coughs> well... I got I got fancy, so instead of just having a black and mild, I have a black and mild wine flavor. Oh, fancy! Those yep. used to be my favorite, actually. Mm-hmm. They're, they're pretty good. I I never had them, uh, but the gas station I went to, they didn't have any regular. And uh, I mixed this with an energy drink called Venom, which I've never heard of. Uh, I used to get Venom. They used to sell it a lot at Walmart. They're actually not terrible. Yeah, you drink the red one, and you smoke one of these wine flavored black and milds. It's it tastes like a mixed drink. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Karen, right there. And then, I also um, have Jameson tonight. She found out she likes Jameson after last night. I had three Jameson <laughs> last night. It was amazing. Yeah, I got That's... a little toasty last night, too. I, yeah. I actually went out and celebrated like I usually do, but all I got was my Irish coffee and a cider. That was it for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was I drank, a... Uh, I drank about three of these Guinness pints and I drank four of the steampunk or diesel punk double IPAs. Um, I was I was feeling pretty toasty last night when I stumbled to bed. Fair enough. And then I uh and I've got some of that St. Patty's Day herb, so Fantastic. Yeah. Keeping it green. Keeping it green. <laughs> I also had yogurt with fresh fruit. So there's that. Nice. That sounds really good, actually. Yeah. Got to keep the browns uh, nice and smooth. <laughs> yep. Raspberries and blackberries. Mm. Andrew, what are you what is what are you drinking there? I see a tasty beverage. I've uh, got more Voodoo Ranger. I think that's been my my beer of the beer of the year or something so that's far. The month at least. Drinking. Yeah. I've been. I like it. I can't help it. For one, the name is cool, the art is cool, and it tastes awesome. So it's like the trifecta. <laughs> he took the last one from Kroger. Yep, fuck you guys. Mine now. <laughs> nice. And my usual Lafinkas. I did order a few more of them, so I didn't get my big box this time. I went with the smaller box, because I still have some of my big box left. So it yeah, should... I have a, uh, a big handful of Lafinka bands sitting in front of me here. I actually just ordered a new box. I got the newest box they have. It's like a solid green color. Um, 
Is it the plastic one or is it the uh, no, it's metal. metal? It just they released it like a week and a half, two weeks ago. Huh. I'll have to um, look that one. Because before they had the regular old like metal ones, and then they had the digital camo one, and then yeah. they then they like had the little plastic green ones. Yeah, I think this is just a re-release of the plastic green, but it's metal. Hmm. Um, if I can get JR cigars to load, I can tell you exactly what they're called. I'm looking it up right now, so I'll get there. It's going to take a little bit, probably for me too, though. But yeah, whatever. Riveting radio, I know, but hey. (laughs) You can kind of see what we're doing, though. Okay, it's the uh, MDF ammo box. Hmm. It's a 6.12 by by 50, so it's the same as the digital ammo. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's the digital camo box is solid green instead of okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see it now. That's cool. So it's, <laughs> Notice that one. It's Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, Nicaraguan binder, and then mixed filler. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's pretty much the same cigar, just a different box for some reason. Well, I think they're probably running out of the Army surplus green ones, so they're probably trying to, like, branch out into making those boxes. Plus, I do kind of like the the locking mechanism for the new boxes, too. Yeah, Titus can't get into those yet. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the reason I like them. Whereas, like, the green ones are pretty simple, the original old-school ones. Plus, the one thing I hated about the old-school metal ones is they would put the cedar planks in them. And they would just, like, glue them in with, like, wood glue, I'm guessing. So sometimes yeah. I'd get some and they would fall apart. So I'd have, like, you know, five chunks of, you know, cedar, you know, for no reason. It's like, okay, that's awesome. I got cedar planks for something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're really not the best cigar, I've kind of decided. Um, the flavor is pretty good. Mm-hmm. The only problem that I really have with them is the fact that they are... They're, they're short filler and long filler, mm-hmm. so they have a tendency to have, like, chunks of them fall out at either end occasionally. Yeah. Like, large hunks of the cigar. Not like a Scooby snack or, like, a little chunk of a leaf, but, like, a quarter of a leaf, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a bummer. Other than that, like, the flavor is really good, and for, like, 95 cents or whatever it was. Um, yeah, for stick, yeah. You know, I, I'm pretty okay with it. So keeps the humidor full, and I smoke too many cigars to be spending $8 on a cigar at this point. Right. So this one I picked up. Uh, we were out with Ashley's friends last weekend, and uh, I picked this guy up um, because they wanted to. So I guess I'll, I'll jump into our week here. Uh, Ashley's friends came to visit. Well, her friend and her cousin that hooked up through Tinder or whatever dating app the kids use these days. Um, actually, I think it might have been like Christian Mingle or one of those. It was like a Christian one, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, they get here after like a 11-hour drive, basically. And they're like... You know, we're like, what do you want to do? You know, we can go do this, we can go do that, we can hang out at the house and chill, watch a movie, chat, have some food, whatever. Right. Like, oh, can we can we drive around and play Pokemon? 
And I'm like, Lord, <laughs> I guess. So we drove over to Michigan City, and I was like, well, you guys hang out there. I'm going to park you at a Pokestop, and I'm going to walk over to the cigar shop. Mm-hmm. So, and I like Pokemon, don't get me wrong, but I was just like, that would not be my first choice after 12 hours in the car would be, let's get in the car. Well, what do, what do Christians do for fun? There you go. That's what they do. They drive around and play Pokemon. <laughs> um, so they were okay, though. I mean, they were fine. They just were real boring. Um, you know, Ashley was happy to see her, her friend and old roommate and whatnot. They had a lot of catching up to do. Right. Um, but uh, it was fine. Her cousin was kind of awkward. It was, you know, like his first big trip with his new girlfriend and, uh, you know, yeah. happened to be best friends with his cousin that he grew up with sort of thing. So that was all kind of awkward. Um, but they got along with the dogs really well, which was good. I was a little concerned about Sophie trying to kill him. Um, but they did well with the, the dogs. And then uh, we went and drove up to Michigan on Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. And uh, just kind of did the whole like Michigan wine trail thing without the drinking because they don't drink um and i was like well we're gonna stop at uh cultivate brewing because we don't come up here that often and i really want to drink right so they were like all right uh no big deal um so wait i'm, I'm, I'm confused real quick so so they don't they don't drink at all no it isn't wine kind of an important part of the religion no wine is not a part of Adventism at all, like no alcohol whatsoever. So, like, do they just? How, I mean, like, so how do you guys deal with the whole like Jesus turning water into wine thing? <laughs> I, I'm just, grape it's, juice. It's, no, I, it, I totally agree, but they just yeah. do grape juice. Mm-hmm. It's like okay. a symbolic thing for them when they do communion. Well, I meant more from like a biblical text thing, not like not like. Do they just uh, see it like? Was was alcohol not a bad thing then, or was Jesus just doing whatever to make the people happy? So I guess their, their whole thing was like uh, wine was. So, I mean, it's kind of a divisive issue amongst them. Some of them will say, "Oh, you know, uh, wine isn't okay," and you know, like God wouldn't even drink, or Jesus wouldn't drink the vinegar or the wine from the rag because he wanted to stay pure or whatever on the cross. Um, so he refused anything fermented whatsoever, and so should we. Um, so it doesn't matter that they did it because the whole point of Christianity is to be more like Christ, who, right. even though he turned the water into wine, didn't drink it to remain pure. Right. And then the That's other true. thing was uh, people said like, oh, well, you know, they were drinking wine back then because it was safer than water, which is probably actually very accurate. Um, I think that's probably the strongest argument for that. But yeah, it's that gets into your historical sciencey bullshit. (laughs) You know, I don't don't need all that. I just, just curiosity is all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much that. Um, And a lot of them are just like, well, you know, on the whole, we don't want to drink, so we're just going to use grape juice. Like, wine is probably fine for that, but we would rather not. Yeah, um, I mean, we called it at wine in our church, but it was grape juice. A lot I, mean, of I can understand that. I can yeah. understand that in terms of the legality of giving, you know, alcohol to children or younger adults. Like, 
Because when I was in, you know, Catholic school, it was like around first or second grade when I had first communion. So I was like nine or ten. Well, you know, it's well below the twenty-one a, drinking age, even if it is just a sip. You know. Well, I think it's a little different for a Catholic school than in a church because you can I mean, give I, you can give your child a little bit of alcohol. Technically, just other people can't. They can't go to a bar. They can't buy anything. But the rules are a little more relaxed generally when it comes to what the parents could do as long as it doesn't overstep the bounds of what people would consider child abuse. Well, right. And a lot of it too is but rather than have that. it's it's not considered really alcohol. Right. Uh, they're they're saying, no, we're legit turning this wine into blood. But so it's okay to drink blood. That so explains Catholics the vampire. are vampires confirmed. <laughs> Vampire Catholicism for the win. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of issues with the way they do things, but we won't get into that. <laughs> anyway, um, so we drank a couple of beers, and uh, they have board games. Like most bars now, craft breweries, they have board games for people to chill and sit around and play while they drink. Yeah. So they have Cards Against Humanity, and you know, me and Ashley are like, oh, let's play that. And they're like, um, I, I think that might be a little bit too racy for us. And I'm like, okay, fine. You don't want a big black dick. I get it. So they were like, okay, let's play apples to apples. And I'm like, oh, you mean cards against humanity? Team edition. edition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I proceeded to use the most inappropriate responses possible every time. Mm-hmm. Um, which was pretty great. There, you can definitely make uh, apples to apples. I would say more than mildly inappropriate, pretty easily. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, yeah, we we had George Takei come up as one of the cards, <laughs> and I think the the category that you had to match the the word or phrase or whatever to was fabulous. Nice. So, Weird. <laughs> Yeah, and well, and I was pretty upset. They chose something else. I think it was like wedding dresses or something over oh. that. And I was just like, "You people well, have no class. Fake news. Your, your jeans are very low and loose. I'm disappointed in you." Um, so that was fun. And then uh, we went and had dinner at the Italian place that we went to after we got engaged, which was cool. They wanted to do the whole double date thing. Yeah, and I was like. Well, fine. That's that's okay, I guess. Like Italian food, you know, nice place, cool. So that was all all fine and good. Like it went good. Um, and then we went to the Four Winds Casino and walked around there. And I got to smoke a cigar after like not having cigars all day. Right. Because you know, like normally I'll smoke in the car when we're driving around for hours on end. Um, but I, you know, I wanted to be a good host and not blow smoke into their faces constantly while they're behind me. Um, really did, but you were just trying to be nice. Yeah, I was just trying to be nice. I mean, I definitely wanted to do that, but, oh, I, I, I missed a part. So we also went to Shoreline after, uh, after we got back from Michigan before we went to dinner and met, uh, their mutual friend, Tim that lives in South Bend, like really close to us, actually. We just never see him. Um, 
so that was pretty cool. Uh, he's a pretty nice guy. He's a music teacher in South Bend, so pretty neat. Nice to catch up with him. Um, so that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, we went to dinner, went to the casino, and wandered around. And Ashley's friend Cindy tried to leave her purse at the first game that she played. Yeah, nice. Um, and then she left her coat at the next game. Uh, it's just one of those things where, like, you leave it, then you have to come back for it later. Like, you know, you leave your shirt at your girlfriend's place, so you got to come back later. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is this is getting obnoxious. Like, maybe maybe you should check that coat or something. I don't know. Right. Oh, dude, I've I've lost so many items of clothing to just random. I, I leave clothes everywhere. I never go back for anything. I just buy new clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not as easy when you're on vacation and all of your money and IDs are in said purse, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, losing a purse is kind of a bad idea. Yeah, um, and I have another fun story about that as well, actually. Um, but yeah, so they decided to go to the bathroom, so I was like, I'll sit down at this machine and play, you know, five bucks. It was the uh, Astro Cat, like the lucky cat with, like, it does the waving paw thing. See them in, like, Chinese restaurants. Um, and it was a Konami machine, which I thought was pretty funny. Very so, nice. Uh, about two, I, it was a dollar per play, minimum. So, and it went up to $3, I think. And I was like, I'll play, you know, it won't take them long to pee. I'll just hit the dollar button five times and lose my $5 and call it my entrance fee. And two dollars in, I hit the little mini jackpot and won like thirty. I think it was like thirty-three or thirty-two dollars. And I was like, "Wow, this machine is obnoxiously loud." Right. It was, I mean, it got to the point where I was like, "I might have to stand up and like walk back a few feet until this thing is done with its five minutes of screaming at me." Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because it's like if you get all, I think it was twelve cats then it gives you like the jackpot spin and it would like roll each one with an obnoxious loud thing 12 times and then it would do a super loud thing at the end and it was i i don't think you could lose if you hit that i think it was just like by default if you get to that point you're gonna get all 12 right but it just makes you watch the whole animation so i was like okay so I sat there literally for five minutes while this goes on. And I'm like, oh, cool, I won like 30 bucks. And I look around, I'm like, well, I don't see him yet. I'll keep going. You know, I'll, I'll give him my five bucks, I guess. But if I get down to 30 bucks, I'll cash out and I won 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I pushed the button like two more times and won again. Yeah, <laughs> and I was, and I'm just sitting there at that point. Like I scooted back a little bit, and I'm just sitting there watching this machine go and go and go. I'm like, I wonder if it's the exact same amount. I just kept hitting the mini jackpot. So I think Ashley called me a couple of times. Yeah, and then she just came, like, kind of came and found me um, towards the end of the second jackpot, and then I ended up hitting the third one. Uh, while they were all standing there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's a hundred bucks. So I was like, cool. I'm going to call that a win and just go cash my hundred bucks out. So first that sounds like a good won, bet. 
Yeah, first time I've ever won that much. I think I won like 20 or 30 bucks on the Ghostbusters machine like two or three years ago. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely exciting because it basically paid for our, our weekend with them, which is both really exciting and really kind of depressing that 100 bucks paid for our weekend. Right. Disagree. If I could have a weekend out of the house doing anything and only spend 100 bucks, that'd be, that'd be great. Right. Yeah. I can't move around here without spending 20 You can't even go to the park anymore without dropping 10, 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was pretty cool. And we got our tax return, which is nice. Yeah. Um, so we got to get our, our new license plates, registrations, and whatnot. Yeah. It's funny how you spend your tax return on shit back into the government, basically. <laughs> Yeah, and then we need shoes. We tried to go shoe shopping yesterday, and it didn't work out because we went to the Lighthouse Mall, which is like an outdoor outlet mall, mm-hmm. and it was also raining and freezing cold, and we had Titus with us. Right. That so, sounds terrible. Yeah, so we were just like, well, we tried two stores, and this is awful. So we went to Pepperidge Farm, and then we left. Pepperidge, Pepperidge Farm. Pepperidge. <laughs> Someone had to say it. Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, also, I bought a big uh, silicone ice cube tray. It only does four ice cubes, but they're like whiskey stone sized. Oh, there you go. And that thing works incredibly well. Like, I had no issue getting the ice cube out of that tonight. Mm -hmm. So that was pretty exciting. That was like a great way to spend $2, actually. Yeah, sounds like it. I was going to say, actually, Angela just bought some, too, for what she was working on before we started recording, so... I'm making fat bombs. Fat bombs? Fat so, like, bombs. Amy Schumer? No. Like, actual fat bombs, basically. Like, it's... The main ingredients are, like, whatever flavoring you want to use, like, peanut butter, chocolate, whatever, and then it's, like, the grass-fed butter and coconut oil. You mix oh, it okay. together. You freeze it. Nice. Um, so I bought some silicone trays for that, which are all bunny-shaped because that's all I could find at Walmart. Fantastic. I was like, or they could be peace symbols because, you know, bunnies. But it's pink and bunny-shaped, so it reminds me of Diva from Overwatch, so it's great. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fantastic. Diva bombs. <laughs> but I have lost three pounds just this week from what I what I'm doing um, I've come up with amazing recipes that Andrew has like loved every single one of them so far yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the one to be like oh god it was terrible <laughs> yeah, but I actually made cauliflower uh, everything rolls so they're like everything they're like everything bagels but not bread yeah <laughs> but that sounds pretty good but to me, They're they taste good. Like I was telling her when she had me try a bite of one, I tasted it and I was like, "It tastes like those breadsticks you get that have like the sesame seeds on them." Oh, I like, love that's it, Yeah, that's what it tastes like. So I'm like, "These are awesome." <laughs> yeah. So. You have to send me that recipe. I want to make that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can send it to you. Um, but yeah, so not only did I lose three pounds, but I'm also going to be. I guess, getting my tubes tied the first week of April. That's a thing. Nice. 
I'm tired of having, like, birth control when we don't plan on having another kid. Seems so, a little superfluous, yeah. Like, what's the point of having birth control when I can just get my tube side and not be worried about, like, when... I think that's I'm called having... anal. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I have an IUD that's like, okay, how long does this sit in my body, mm-hmm. and why do I need it there if we aren't even planning on using my fallopian tubes for anything else? Right. So. So, pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I love modern technology. Yeah, I don't need this anymore. Let's just shut that shit down. Exactly. Can, can you uh, tie that in a pretzel shape for me and give me a picture? <laughs> just tell it no forever. Well, plus the IUD has, like, hormones in it and all that shit. I'm like, I don't need extra hormones. I just, yeah, I'm done with my with my... Lopian tubes and shit and eggs. And mother nature, shit. she don't know shit. I'm done with it. I hate mother nature, so. She's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> but that means like I can't have sex for two weeks after, which is bullshit. Except yeah. for anal, I guess I could do anal. <laughs> yeah, um, but still. <laughs> For one, they're gonna they're gonna make an incision and stuff in your belly button. So even then, your muscles will be tightening. And so probably best just to like, you know, ease uh-huh. off, and then we can break out the restraints and the cr- and the riding crop and all that when you're finally all well. Promise. Yes. Okay. Well, at least the riding crop we have to get restraints that cost money. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I could get zip ties, but those are hurt. Say you don't have any duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used it all up on the fucking garage and the water heater because the damn insulation keeps unraveling itself. You don't have enough backup duct tape, sir. No, I don't. I keep using it all on other shit around the house that gets broken or otherwise messed with. You gotta go to Costco and get one of those big packs. But then I'd have to buy a Costco membership again. And I'm not gonna oh, do that. Yeah. <laughs> Walmart doesn't say it's all right. I, I really miss my my Costco membership and having a Costco nearby. Also, I really miss their pizza and hot dogs. Mm-hmm. I live near Costco, but I my parents have a membership, but I don't go. I don't really miss Costco at all. Though the pizza was a good alternative to what they were offering when we were in college. Yes, that yeah. pizza was abysmal. We were talking about that pizza the other night and how it would melt through like four paper plates and fall onto the ground before you got to a table. Ah, it's through right. the paper plates, man. It, it, it tasted all right, but it melted through my stomach and I would yeah, miss it. Yeah, because it was 80% time. grease. Yeah, no lie. Yeah. I mean, it was literally like swimming in grease. Like it would float. It was pretty terrible. But... No, like, my kids love to go there because they had uh, freaking samples in every freaking aisle. Yeah. yeah. So my kids were like, let's go to the next aisle. Let's, let's sample this. And I'm like, god damn it. Half, half the time it was stuff they didn't like anyway. So it's like, what was the point of this? <laughs> yeah, uh, they still wanted dude, to go try it. That was totally me. I wanted to try everything, and I am super picky. I hate everything. I was the guy that would just take, like, three or four samples up front. Like, I would never go back, but I would just be like, yeah, I'm going to need, like, four of these little cups. Mm. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to need four of these. <laughs> like, I, I want to be sure I like it. I need to try it a few times. Um, I think that's about it for me. 
I mean, I've, well, there's there's the the other thing, but I don't know if you want to talk about it yet. What other thing? Oh, with the bombshells. Yes. Oh, I'm quitting the bombshells. Oh. Um. That's sudden. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna do the last show, which is April first, uh, because I happen to particularly like want to do uh, my skits that I have planned for my show, but. Um, I'm doing it because the director of the bombshells is kind of a bitch to everyone, especially me. So I don't feel like putting up with being in a troop where I feel like I'm in high school again and the stress of, you know, trying to fit in and all that stupid shit with people that really don't give a fuck about me. And like when I said I was quitting, they were just like, "Oh, that's too bad," and that was about it. So it's just like, okay, you're 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 gonna miss such a great opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's but you know, I mean, you could call up, up, you could call up the day of and be like, "Psych, bitch, April Fools," and just hang up. No, <laughs> if you want to actually do my skits, because I'm doing a married with children skit, which. Um, We've been working on for Which quite a while. <laughs> we've been working on, and I really want to do it. Um, That's why I said you were going to miss the opportunity. I said it was there, not that you should do it. Yeah, but I I really enjoy performing. I think uh, that's probably what I'm going to miss about it, is the performance aspect. Um, but it's just basically like every... The director has her favorites. I'm not one of them. And she treats everyone like crap that she doesn't like. So it's just like, I don't feel like putting up with it. I don't need the stress in my life. So, so which thing is, is this the, uh, the plays that you do? Or? This is the burlesque. The burlesque. Is there any other groups that do it, or is that like the only one? There is one other group that just started in town. Um, I actually talked to her today. I might go to that group. I might go to it. But... Our MC also quit, and one other girl also quit this week from our group. And so they're, they're having tryouts for the MC spot. I don't think I'll make it just because, you know, she's got people already lined up for that mm-hmm. that are kind of like, you know, recommended to her from one of her favorite people. Right. So it becomes one of those things. That's part of the problem we've been yeah. having lately, too. It's just like, well, it all basically started from a a wage dispute, actually, which <laughs> is kind of interesting. From um, the MC, that's why he quit. Yeah, well, that's kind of like where everything snowballed from there, where it's just like finally everything's come to a head because, you know, it turns out she's paying other people more money than, you know, every instead of giving everybody an equal share. So that's a little bit shady to me. I don't, you know, I mean... A little bit of the union in me is there. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> like, what the fuck do you do exactly? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, that, that kind of sucks that that's become not a fun thing, because I know you had a really good time with it for a long time. It is fun, and I do enjoy the performance aspect of it. But yeah, it's it's coming to a point where I am getting anxiety just going to practice, and I'm not one to have anxiety. So it's kind of like, and I don't feel like I'm friends with any of these girls because I don't talk to them outside of 
practice or shows. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what's the point? <laughs> right. So. I see. I get it. It's kind of a bummer. Um, yeah. We did one other thing this week. I can't remember what it was. Um, yeah, I'll think of it. Come back to it. Um, but a thing happened this week. Uh, to bring us to media, unless zero, you had anything else from this week? Um, yeah, not, not a whole lot. We didn't ask you. What What did you do this week? Uh, you know, other than the usual work, uh, I hung out with uh, one of my friends I don't usually see. Uh, I actually got to see her new apartment after trying to come over for like six months now. She likes to avoid people in general. And then uh, yesterday, I did what I usually do on St. Patrick's Day, which is about noon. Head down to uh, Annapolis and drink downtown uh, around the harbor and whatnot. Nice. Uh, and luckily, it went from being freezing cold to moderately cold with a lot of sun. Uh, so that was actually it was a pretty fun day. I just didn't end up drinking a whole lot. Uh, then I passed out halfway through the day. Went to go hang out with uh, one of my best friends and my godson, and did the same thing all all this morning. So that was pretty much the highlight of uh, my week. Fantastic. And then other than that, it's just been uh, been having a lot of nostalgic uh, fun with video games, but we'll get to that. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah, uh, Iron Fist came out on Netflix this week. Um, yeah. I think we're six episodes in at this point. Like we're going on episode seven. Have you guys started it? I haven't started it. Is it is it good? Uh, I like it. Like, it's not the best. It's not the best Marvel on Netflix. And it, like, it's one of the bottom contenders for me, but it's still better than, like, most stuff on TV. Right. Apparently it's getting bad reviews, though. Well, so it got bad reviews from critics. Yeah. And now it's getting really good reviews from just people watching it. So a lot of the bad reviews were like, oh, it's a white guy doing kung fu, of course. And yeah, I don't care. Yeah, a lot of stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of a lot of, like, superhero is people that shouldn't be able to do things doing things. Right. So I was like, well, I'm not really going to let that bother me. And I don't really know anything about Iron Fist at all. Yeah. Um, He's a white so, guy that does come through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's actually <laughs> Um He's got some uh, some very Jewish-looking curly blonde hair also. Um, it's kind of an awkward look, honestly. The sad part is that now that you say that, all I can think of is there was a video on YouTube a long time ago. There was a, a Jewish guy doing, like, Krav Maga or whatever, like, showing off his martial arts skills, and I was just, like, crouching tiger hidden Leviathan? What the fuck's going on over here? <laughs> Yes. All right. <laughs> I want to see this more. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It was. I think. I think it's good. Um, I will say. I think it has the weakest fight scenes of any of them. But it has strong characters. Like I really like all of the characters so far, uh, particularly the Asian uh, samurai girl. Uh, she's pretty awesome. And then Claire is in it, of course, from... She's the doctor. Everything. She's the one of them. She's the uh, that holds everybody together. I mean, well, literally, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the one that's probably going to bring together the defenders be like, hey, so I know all of these people and we have this big problem. Let's get all of them together. Yes, but it only matters to five blocks. <laughs> yeah, I, that whole thing, like, I think that's one of those suspension of disbelief things where you just have to be like, I'm going to pretend I don't notice that this seems to only be a problem for this tiny little area and they happen to need four superheroes for this tiny little area. Right. That's like all of like Marvel or DC's like universe, because like every comic book is like they're gonna save the world, and I'm like, yeah, for this city, how many times is this planet gonna get destroyed? Yeah, it's like a weekly thing. You would think just by chance, like somebody takes the week off and the world ends or something. Well, it's like. I get it, like, when it's, like, you know, Ultron taking over the AI of the world and shit. Like, I get that, but it's, like, these guys only give a shit about four blocks. Yeah. Five blocks, maybe. And you yep. think they'd run into each other a lot more often. So what? Ex- so I'm like, what exactly is the dastardly plan that's going to destroy five blocks of a city? You do realize that, you know, New York as a whole is, like, five boroughs, like... You know, I'm sure people in Queens don't give a shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, are we going to fucking run into Edward Norton and, like, is it fucking, are are we just leading up to Fight Club? Is this where Fight Club happened? Maybe, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's a good, I mean, I like the idea, though, that these guys are a bit more, like, street level. You know, because, like, yeah, it's cool to see the grandiose, like, Avengers and, you know, the world is in peril thing. But then it's kind of nice to have some guys like, look, we only care about four blocks. Like, we just want our neighborhood to be cool. Like, we're neighborhood watch, but we beat the shit out of people. (laughs) We don't just report people for not cutting their grass, you know? Like, we actually do shit. (laughs) Having Having brought up the Fight Club reference, this isn't technically entertainment, but I found it entertaining. I I keep running into a lot of those like fake news sites and whatnot uh, popping up on my Facebook feed, and somebody posted this super weird right wing thing, and it was so ridiculous I had to read through it just to see what they were trying to talk about. And I look at the top, and people have to start reading who was writing the article because it said the author was Tyler Durden with with a picture of him from Fight Club. Hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I didn't know Tyler Durden was writing political articles, so this is interesting. Yeah, that's fun. Isn't he busy getting shot at and punched in the face? I mean, <laughs> when exactly did he have time? I was like, oh, come on, they didn't even try. Like, at least put up a fake name and some stock photo. Come on. Right. That's pretty great. Oh, wow. man. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's... It's good. I mean, it's kind of similar to Daredevil when it comes to uh, the dynamic of, like, day-to-day and the dialogue and stuff like that. It looks very much like the other Marvel stuff that they've done. Right. Um, And I think they've done a really solid job with kind of limiting the superpower usage to where he only uses it when it's, like, absolutely necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of makes it seem more impressive when he does it but at the same time you kind of just want to be like motherfucker if you just use it the whole time 
this would be a much easier thing for you and all these other people over here. But whatever, man, do your thing. Right. Um, and they, my one big complaint is they don't give you anything. From his training, it just jumps straight into he's a superhero with no real backstory other than my plane crashed and I got trained by some monks. I don't think there was much more backstory than that. I mean, I was never a big Iron Fist fan, but I always figured that was about the gist of it. But see, the thing that I have with that is, like, even though it does get very annoying once you get past, like, the first couple of seasons to a degree... Like, Arrow at least gave you reasons as to why he could do the stuff he could do. You know what I mean? Like, whereas this one, it's like, all of a sudden, uh, I just got trained by some monks, and now I'm a superhero. Like, okay, what did you get trained in? How did you work? Did you fail a lot, or were you just, like, a natural prodigy? Like, well, and the frustrating thing is, they. I mean, there's a lot of holes in this. Like, you could nitpick this show to death, but, like, overall, it's an enjoyable watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so... My biggest complaint with the whole training thing, like the info that they've given us, right, is they keep contradicting themselves where they're like, I learned Kung Fu from these warrior monks. And then, like, an episode later, he's like, I'm the savior of this place, this monastery that doesn't exist. And, you know, I learned every martial art form and mastered them all. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So you just told us that they only taught you Kung Fu like 75 minutes ago. And now you're telling us you know everything. Like, did you just jump into the Matrix and like download all those other martial arts? Or where are we at here, bro? Okay, so don't know if they're going to bring this up in the show. But just having a brief read of the Marvel Wiki, apparently he like visits a mystic city that materializes on the Himalayas once a decade. That was founded roughly a million years ago by aliens. So that's how, I guess, he learned how to do whatever. Yeah, no, that's what I'm talking about. That's, <laughs> that's where he learned to do all this stuff. But, like, they keep contradicting themselves by saying, like, well, I only learned this, and then, but I also learned all this other stuff. And then I was this lobby guy there that got a bunch of shit because mm-hmm. I was the weak white guy. But also I'm their savior and the best guy there. And I'm like, all right, dude, you got to fucking pick one. You yeah, no. Pick one and you he's go like with the it. fat. He's like the fat panda from Kung Fu Panda. Yeah. Yeah. Also, what's <laughs> up, uh, sanity. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I like Arrow, all right, but I feel like it maybe should have ended by now. <laughs> Arrow butt cheeks, though. <laughs> that is a nice way to put that. It's butt cheeks. Not not the whole ass, just the cheeks. Yeah. One of the how do you say asshole. I haven't watched anything from the current season, but I mean, I enjoy it, so... I just, I like the the dialogue between the characters, but the story has gotten a little off the rails. Right. When they started doing a little too much with the whole, uh, um, Legends thing... Yeah. 
I was just I like, like I like the Legends though. Legends is actually a pretty good show too. Even though, again, it's one of those like most of those shows I've had to quit watching. There's just too much to watch and not enough time for me to watch them. So, yeah. Also, we're good. We're good, Sanity. Thanks for dropping by, man. Glad to see you here. Hmm. I don't know about good. I might be less than good. I don't know. I mean, you got Jameson and a cigar. You, you're doing all right. I do, but the cigars weren't that great. That's why they were. On, that's why they were on clearance because. <laughs> I got no cherry out of it whatsoever. Maybe we should have got the rum ones instead. Probably. <laughs> I thought cherry was going to be, you know, cherry-like and flavored. Apparently not. Either that or they've probably been sitting around long enough they lost their flavor. <laughs> oh, well, that's shitty. Oh, man. I'll Something. have another. Yo, thanks for the follow. Appreciate it. Oh, um, what else did we watch? Did you guys watch anything? I mean, I know Angela's been watching stuff. Me, I haven't really been watching much of anything. Um, I watched my usual shit. Yeah. As I say, about all I watched was I found a, a YouTube guy that has all these, like, history of um, game makers or publishers or whatever. Like, there's one about Rockstar. There's one about uh, id Software. There's one about 3D Realms. So I was, like, watching a few of those this week, which were pretty entertaining, although I can tell they were they were compiled together from like they did like like you know like youtube originally used to only do like the like the 15 minute long segments or whatever yeah so i think they had it set up like that where it was like you know each one was a segment they just compiled them all so sometimes you'll be watching it and then you'll turn around and get a recap of the stuff they just said (laughs) so it's like i already watched that there's some of them that they actually put in parentheses you know no recaps i'm like oh good finally they figured out maybe people were annoyed by that but I mean, it really wasn't that annoying. It's just kind of like all of a sudden I was like, but they already talked about that. Like, I, I tuned in for that part. <laughs> so, yeah. That's really about all I've watched. I mean, I've pretty much been working and, you know, dealing with kids and stuff. So, I mean, trying to get, you know, laundry caught up and all that kind of shit. So, well, yeah, uh, I caught up. I started catching up on Adventure Time. That's been about it. Hmm. I've been uh, watching that too. Like, uh, I've been kind of interested in getting like into an Adventure Time. It's actually got a pretty interesting story, you know, minus some of the uh, you know very obviously kid friendly episodes. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like that show's pretty good. Amazing World of Gumball is pretty hilarious, and it has some of the best like. I forget which episode it was, but there's one episode where they had like the most awesome car chase I've seen on in an animated TV show ever. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't believe they did this. Like, this is like Hollywood movie quality car chase <laughs> for uh, for what show? Amazing World of Gumball. Oh, they uh, there was a car chase scene in uh, Steven Universe, I think in yeah. this past season or so, and it was I. That's how I felt about that scene. I was like, they did a really really good job on this. So I've only seen a few episodes of Steven Universe, but that's one that I did definitely want to check out. That's one that you really got to watch from the beginning. Cause right. Same kind of with Adventure Time, because it's got a weird story that, if you're not following it, none of the episodes make any sense. Right, well, that's why I, I was... Universe. Of, I've never seen Steven Universe. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, That's why I was glad I got my kids into uh, Gravity Falls, because they put it all up on Hulu. Yeah. So I was like, that's another good one. Yeah, my my daughter really likes it. In fact, she liked it so much she actually made a uh, construction paper version of Bill Cipher. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. And then it was. Then she was really mad about it because Wednesday decided to pour water on it and ruined it. Aw, yep. So like I told her, I was like, "We'll go to the we'll go to the dollar store. We'll get some construction paper, and you can make a bigger one." You know, because the one she had was only like, it's, yeah. But the only one, the one she had was like maybe like three to four inches tall. Like it was just a little like you know, it would get lost so easily. It's like, let's make a bigger one so that A, it doesn't get lost, and B, if it does get destroyed, it's not that terrible. <laughs> right. But yeah, she she liked that show a lot. Um, you'll have to you'll have to give us the name of that uh, that YouTube channel that does the backstories for comic books because I'm terrible about reading comic books. I just never really got into them. I believe that guy is comic historian because I know he's done a few of them okay. for Valiant. Uh, Valiant comics as well, so nice. yeah, I've seen I, a few of his. Actually, a few of his videos I can download now because when I bought that humble, that last humble bundle that they did for Valiant Comics, there was a a few of those episodes, like full versions, I could just download and watch whenever I wanted. I I really want to like. I have a ton of comic books. I grew up reading a ton of them. I love them, mm-hmm. uh, and I I keep trying to go buy more. But like I don't buy them that often, so I kind of want to buy like a few at a time, like a, or a small collection. Mm-hmm. But the prices on them keep going up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not like just. There was one that I think it was like Saga. It was like the first book, and it's only a couple of comics in there, and they right. wanted like I think they wanted like almost fifty bucks for it, and I was like, I'm not doing that. Right. These comics should be like three dollars a piece. How the hell is this book fifty bucks? No. Right. That's a little nuts. Yeah. That's so, probably the reason why I like my digitals, especially when Humble Bundle does like a big sale, because then I get like a shit, you know, shit ton of comics to read. Like, you know, the only trick is trying to find time to read them all. But I mean, at least I've got them for when I do. You know, I, I bought the first uh, series of Saga on uh, Amazon. I'll, I'll probably do that for the rest of them because it just seems to be a cheaper way to go. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like I would rather have physical media too, but it's like a, I don't have anywhere to store them, and b. You know, at least with the digital comics, like I can download them and then have them like forever because they're basically just PDF files. So I can like put them on whatever I want. Like, you know, I got a portable hard drive. I've got, you know, thumb drives. I mean, I can put them wherever and take them wherever I want. I can put them on my phone if I want to. I'm kind of starting a tradition. My dad collected comics, and I'm, when he goes, like, he's passing on all his comics to me. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of do the same thing when I have kids. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you for that. Like, my uh, daughter, actually, when she goes to the media center at school, she actually gets the IDW My Little Pony comics. And she actually makes me read them. One, because I do the voices, or I try to do the voices. I get confused as to who's talking sometimes. But then on top of that, I notice, like, the little references. Like, I was reading one to Samantha last night, and in one of the panels, it was, like, this cave troll that, like, collected things as toys, and, like, there was, like, a homemade, like, version of Optimus Prime, like, sitting on a shelf somewhere, like, the 80s-style Optimus Prime. And I was like, yep, that's what that is. And then I was looking at this map that's showing, like, the area they're trying to go through. And all of a sudden, it's like the Forest of Leota. There's an old mansion at the end with a bunch of ghost ponies and graveyards. I'm like, this is the Haunted Mansion from Disney, damn it. <laughs> I was like, this whole thing is a big Disneyland reference. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's like I get to point out those references to the girls, too, which is even funnier. 
So that reminded me, all of the comic book talk, uh, the other thing that we did this week. Um, so our library was closed down for renovations for like nine months. Uh, so they gave birth to the new library. Yeah. Um, and we were like, all right, well, it's been reopened for like a week. Let's go in there and, you know, take Titus, walk around and get him a few kids books or whatever. Right. So we go in there and like, I'll be honest, our standards for libraries are really, really high because like the one in Arizona was incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, the kind of place that was so nice, you would just hang out in there all day just to be there. Right. And then the one in Bluffton there by Fort Wayne is actually really, really nice as well. Um, mostly because their selection was fucking incredible. Like, just a stupid amount of, you know, great books and, like, anything you could think of. Um, and our library is very, very large. It's, yeah. it's the main branch for the second biggest county in Indiana. So it's a really large library. It's been there for fucking ever. So we go in and we're chatting with the lady, you know, trying to sign up for new cards and whatever, because we hadn't been members for like, shit, probably 10 years. And they still had both of our accounts in their system somehow. And Hmm. I had like a $2 fine or something, actually. Yeah. Um, So I was like, well, I guess I'll pay your $2 fine then, I suppose. Right. Um, So, you know... She's like, oh, so is this your first time back since, you know, the renovations? We're like, oh, yeah, obviously. You know, we don't have library cards, do we? Right. Um, And we're like, yeah, you know, it looks really nice. The carpet was brand new and new stairs and just, you know, it looked nice and fresh and clean and new. Um, And she's like, oh, okay, well, you know, what did you remember? And I was like, well, you know, all the fiction was upstairs and... uh, the DVDs and music was downstairs and, you know, everything else was, you know, the computers were kind of on the main floor and whatnot with the reference books. And she's like, oh, yeah, Uh, well, we had to get rid of the second story and that's kind of what prompted the construction uh, because it turned out they built the second story on top of all of the bookcases. So it was literally just like, just set on top of all of these bookshelves. It wasn't actually like anchored to the ground or anything. So the bookshelves were holding it up. Yeah. For like 80 years. Um, And they had even built an elevator to go up into it. So it was, it was more than, uh, more than needed. So, um, yeah, I thought that was interesting. So they moved, um, what's going on guys they moved all of that stuff and they moved the kids books downstairs and they put a giant glass room in the center of the library which is called like the teen space so it's just like a big like fish tank for them to lock the teens in so they can watch them because they had a real problem with people like literally having sex upstairs in the the fiction section um like teens would come from high school and like just fuck upstairs in the library because that's what you do apparently um so now they're in a big glass room and that's pretty much the only place they allow anyone that's not an adult to sit which is kind of funny (laughs) like if you come in there and you're a like high school student 
you can like walk around and pick out a book but if they notice you like just wandering around they like tell you to either go in that room or leave mm-hmm. I guess like they have some real strict policies um, and then uh, so we're like okay cool whatever so we walk downstairs to check out the kids section with Titus and like there's no decoration like it's the most boring like bland metal chair and table area you can imagine with like you know a couple hundred books like not even half of like a Barnes and Noble kids section like maybe one corner Um, it was really disappointing and there was no decoration there was no color there was nothing it was just blue with steel chairs right and I'm like is this like a prison library because that's what this looks like is the prison library (laughs) um and then I was like, okay, well, I know what book I want because I didn't want to spend a ton of time there. I just kind of wanted to check the new library out and grab the book. Right. Um, so I wanted the new, newest George Martin Wildcards novel. It's up, yeah. Ron Ron. Um, it's called uh, High Stakes. Hmm. So I, I knew where it should be, so I go over to the Martin section you know, because the other weird thing that they decided to do was they stuck all all of the books in either fiction or nonfiction. Those are the only two categories. So it's not like romance, you know, uh, mystery, thriller, horror, science fiction, uh, fiction. None of that. It's just all that shit slapped together. And then, like, all the reference books, all the cookbooks, all that stuff is all slapped together as well. And for some reason, they stuck comic books in nonfiction, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, But uh, And then they took all the paperbacks and put those in a separate section where it's just literally everything stuck together. Um, And half of those are in plastic bags, like just like 50 books stuck in a plastic bag that you would have to sort through. Um, so I was like, you guys really were rushing to get this place open, weren't you? Um, so I can't find my book and it says there's two of three copies available. And I'm like, well, the book that's previous to it in the series is right here. So I know I'm in the right place. Where the fuck is it? So I go ask this lady who's being accosted by a really bored old guy, just asking her 20 questions about the library. And I'm like, hey, I can't find a book. I found where it should be. Um, It says there's two available. Can you help me find it? Oh, yeah, no problem. So she takes me back to where I had just looked. And I'm like, well, maybe I missed it. Whatever. There's only like six George Martin books there. They didn't even have the full Game of Thrones series. And I was kind of surprised by that. Um, And she's like, well, it's not here and it should be. But maybe it's kind of new. Let's go look in the news section. So we walk over there, and she's like, nope, not here. Let me go check the returns cart and see if maybe it just hasn't been put away yet. Wasn't there. She's like, well, I don't have any idea. Uh, Can I put a hold on this book for you, and we'll call you when we find it somewhere? And I was like, sure. So I was like, well, I wonder if somebody was a fucking idiot and categorize this book by its title and not by the author, like all the other books in this library. 
So I walk over to the H for high stakes. I almost said high noon. (laughs) Um, Over to H because it's high noon. (laughs) Walk over there, and it was fucking high noon. Fucking sitting right there, thick-ass, hardcover book, two copies of it, taking up like a quarter of a shelf. And I'm like, motherfucker. So I took the other copy over to her, and I'm like, here. You know, this was categorized under H, and it even has the little slip of paper on the uh, binding of the book that shows where it's categorized. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, I don't know who categorized this, but they did it wrong. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. First so, of all, it's a fucking library. It should yeah. be done under the Dewey fucking decimal system. What the hell is wrong with you people? Jesus. Anyway. <laughs> you have to keep in mind, a lot of the people that go to the library also are the kind of people that need uh, picture buttons on the registers to work at McDonald's. So got to set the bar pretty low. It's a community building. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, how about I check this book out then since I found it? And she's like, oh, I can't check books out. I just help people find books. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you got a fucking computer in front of you, bitch. Like Let me help you find a clue. <laughs> she looked my she looked my account up and placed a hold, but right. she couldn't check the fucking thing out for me. And I'm like, you fucking bitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, whatever. Thank you for the help. I appreciate it. Whatever. Bye now. So I walk over to the automated kiosks where you can do self checkout, which is fucking great, by the way, when it works. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fucking cool. Uh, it won't look up my account. So I tried one more time, and it finds my account like the fifth try. I'm like, well, this thing's intelligent, obviously. So I scan the book, and it's like, we're sorry, you can't check this book out. It has a hold placed against it. Oh, Jesus. The fucking hold was for me. <laughs> <laughs> So I, it's like, you know, please take this to the counter and return it, you know, so the person that has it on hold can get this book. And I'm like, for fuck's sake. So I walk over there and I'm like, hey, so this book won't let me check it out because it has a hold against it, but the hold is for me. And she's like, oh, well, we don't really have a way to validate that. And I'm like, okay, well, the lady sitting over there is your way to validate that because she placed the hold because it was categorized incorrectly. And the lady was like, oh, I'm sorry, our computer system's really dumb. And I'm like, didn't you just renovate and get a whole new system? Like, we shouldn't be having this issue on day three or whatever it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was fun. Um, But I guess it was a success. In the end, we got our books, and it was clean and not stinky, and there were a minimum of... Uh, irritating, gross old people in there at the time that we went. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. Um, and then also, one last thing. I know we're going, like, totally backwards. Um, I went to a new-to-us craft brewery called The Watermark, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, Your post from there, so yeah. Yeah, tried some samplers. They had a... Uh, Bert's breakfast stout, so I was fat like Bert, and mm. uh, tried that out. It was a 10%, though, so we just had it in our taster, and that was pretty good. Um, mm. We'll be going back there. It's really nice. A yeah. pricey, but it was nice. 
A hundred Xenomorphs versus fifteen Jedi or Sith in close space. Who would win? Uh, well, I would say fifteen Jedi or Sith could probably kill just about anything, um, especially Xenomorphs, since they don't have telekinetic powers. They're just strong. But could they kill a Goku? Uh, well, I mean, no. Because even if they did, he would come back and train in the hyperbolic uh, time chamber and come out even stronger and then kill them all with one spirit bomb. True. Or his son would come back in time and kill them. I mean... And then resurrect I mean, who cares? Like, there's predators. Like, they have natural, literal predators. Like... Like, I think Jedi got more shit to worry about than fucking aliens. <laughs> if anything, I could see I could see the alien xenomorphs being, like, tied up in the fighting pits to, like, kill slaves for entertainment. Yeah. Or, like, even have, like... Better than whatever that fucking thing was in the prequels that they had to fight, that furry I mean, ass. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking <laughs> of. Um, I could imagine, like, them having alien and predator... Mm-hmm. in like one of those fighting zones just to watch them like hunt and fight like the whole alien predator universe is really just a whole setup for some random space race in the Star Wars universe for their entertainment well actually like the thing you mentioned about that is I remember reading a Green Lantern comic from like the 90s where they actually had uh, a, a, basically they ended up finding like I guess the home planet of the xenomorphs and how Jordan was like, well, I don't want to kill these creatures. Cause I mean, you know, they are sentient beings, you know? So he put them somewhere where like they were supposed to not get out. And then that put, always works. Yeah. Well then he died and the new green lantern showed up and he ended up finding out that they got out. So then he had to go and like take care of them all. And I was like, no, this is interesting. I like this idea. Hmm. So, it's not as cool as when the Predator ended up, you know, fighting Batman. Because yeah, and still definitely not anywhere near as cool as the fan film that they made where Batman fought aliens and predators, and they killed and and the alien killed the Joker. But so, did I tell you guys about my most embarrassing, uh, um, like Comic Con? event ever that involves the Predator? Oh, yes. So, I did, but I think I forgot. I thought that I was walking behind somebody in a Predator cosplay mm-hmm. for a long time. Like, following them around for a good five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, man, I should tell them that's a really good costume. You know, I'm like right behind them. So I walk up and I'm like, I tap him on the shoulder. I'm like, hey, turns around and it's just just a chick with with really bad dreads and some gold rings in her dreads. Um, and I was like, whoa, that's totally not a cosplay. Ah. I, I thought her her real body was the Predator and her, like, outfit. Nice. But turns out, just really, really ugly chick with bad dreads. Mm. You're one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> If ever a quote was appropriate, <laughs> or not. Yes. So what did you say to her after you got her attention? That. 
What did I say to her? Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. She tapped her on her, her shoulder. And I think then... I said, I just said something like, hey, sorry, I thought you were somebody else or something like that. I, I didn't want to be like, hey, sorry, I thought you were dressed up as the predator, but it's just your ugly hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you should have. That would have been but yeah, and then, so the only other stuff that I've been watching or listening to um, your mom's is, house. yeah, a lot of your mom's house, just really, really been staying hydrated and keeping it high and tight. Um, I joined the Facebook group for your mom's house, and my news feed on Facebook now is about 98% uh, your mom's house posts. There's about... 7,500 members in the first, like, two weeks. Um, so it really, really skyrocketed. And it's a bunch of mo- funny motherfuckers. Like, it's one of the most chill, happy groups. Like, nobody's posting, like, mean shit or trying to be harsh to somebody else. Just generally really nice stuff. Um, so, basically, my week has been... Uh, I know whenever one or however many of 7,000 people are having a nice brown. Um, And I made a thread to check in on people and make sure they're staying hydrated. So I've had people sending me pictures of their water all week. Or just any kind of drink. Yeah, it's been mostly water. But yeah, I've had some beer and whiskey, um, a lot of La Croix. Me and my my whiskey after I sent you my water pick. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. It's, it's a good group of people. Um, and I know I've had a few people stop by the stream because of it. So that's pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, I love that podcast. It's, it's good stuff. Ashley struggles with it. I've had her listen to a few episodes with me. We listened to a couple today actually while we were driving around and she she really can't get on board. Our first uh, experience was the episode where the girl was sitting on the metal stool, farting in jean shorts or jorts until she shit herself. Nice. Um, so that was a an interesting way to get into that show. Um, but yeah, I was a little disappointed. Uh, Tommy Buns was in Chicago today, actually. Uh, doing a stand-up show, and I wish I could have gone to that, but I uh, I guess I'll settle for drinking beer and smoking cigars instead. Can't really be mad about that. Yeah. Oh, I think my lighter's dead. Damn you, lighter. But uh, what about you guys? Listen to anything else, or... I haven't been listening to podcasts lately. I've been binging. Oh, yeah, I always listen to generally uh, Atheist Experience, uh, a barrage of different news outlets. And then uh, I've been trying to check out the Joe Rogan podcast more, but I haven't been super... There, there hasn't been a whole lot of guests lately that I really have been caring about. I, would, uh, I wouldn't be... Uh, hesitant at all about going back and finding guests that you're interested in 
Like I know you would like Rhonda Patrick anytime she's on there. Yeah, my uh, this week I didn't have I didn't have to work at the college because it's spring break. Right. Um, I would check out Rhonda Patrick, and then anytime he's got Joey Diaz is pretty funny. Um, yeah, there was a more recent one with him, I think. Yeah, he had Joey came on with one of his friends. I tried listening to that one, but Joey didn't really say anything. Yeah. I think he was just stoned into oblivion and didn't know where he was. Because uh, Joey's never that quiet. Yeah, I got kind of bored with it and stopped listening. Yep, same. Uh, but when it's like just Joey, it's usually really funny. I was going to say, for me, I haven't really been listening to much in the way of podcasts. Um, I mean, I listened to some fairly recently, but in the past week, I can't recall. Well, I did try to, I did end up listening to um, a little bit of the, there's a podcast I found actually because of my whole like getting retro with my, like, FPS games and stuff, like, going back to, like, the 90s shooters and stuff, there's a podcast that I found called uh, Bullet Points. Um, and they basically, that's what they review is just shooter games. And they, like, their first episode was was uh, uh, about Bioshock, and they were talking about, like, it's a good game, it has a pretty decent story, but, like, some of the mechanics suck. And I was like, this is the first I've heard this. Most time, everybody's talking about how great it is. And I was like, okay, I want to listen to these guys and see what what they thought sucked about it. And they actually have a pretty good, like, difference of opinion of the whole thing. But they have a bunch of different episodes. Like, they did one about Doom that I listened to part of. They had one about Blood that I listened to. Although, that one wasn't really so much about the game, but it kind of got into the, you know, the whole mechanics of, uh, you know, like, basically, like, what has changed, like, what was changing at the time and what has changed now over time. And it was kind of, like, in in a way, in part to that game, but not in his... It got into kind of like other, like more, I guess, philosophy of games type talk or whatever, but it was still pretty cool to, to listen to. Um, and speaking of which, on that, as far as things that, like, you know, like I've been watching, there was a video I found on uh, YouTube because I was looking for, like, uh, it was in the process of looking for the history stuff. Um, I ended up finding a video that some chick made on YouTube. Uh, talking about the death of the 90s first-person shooter game. Okay. Started looking at it. And it was fine, and she did have some valid points. But she kept throwing in these, like, really snarky, like, jabs against, like, those games to the point where I was like, look, bitch, I get it. You're a millennial. I understand. Shut the fuck up and get to your point. Like, I'm going to strangle you through this computer. I don't know how, but I'm going to manage it somehow. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, it was a good video. Like, she did have good points. It's just I could have done without the, like, snarky back, like, backhanded comment shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, like, on one hand, yeah, it seems stupid for me to get mad at that. But it's like, I grew up in that era. So that was, like, my bread and butter. Like, we got our first computer right about the time when Doom and Duke Nukem and all those games were coming out. So, like, that's my bread and butter, you know. So, those games are fun, though. All those games. Right, exactly. But, you know, then she was talking about, like, this is what changed. Like, these games didn't really have stories. And I was like, okay, yeah. The, a, first no one needed all, a story. Here's a gun. There's some demons. Blow them up. 
Right, but even then, there was a story if you really wish to look for it and get into it, and you know that was all on your end. If you just wanted to play it like, like you said, Zach, and just wanted to like blow off demon heads, fine, cool, you know, no big deal. But there were stories to those games, but most of the time, unless you went and hit F one for the help menu, or if you actually got the boxed retail version and actually like like me took the manuals to school as reading material and read them cover to cover, you know, like, you know, I mean, I miss the days of those manuals. Those manuals were entertaining as fuck, even when they were just talking about, like, you know, press A to do this or whatever, you know. Right. So, like, that was something I, I I actually mentioned it to a guy at work, and, you know, I ended up sending him the link, and he watched it on his lunch break, and he was just like, yeah, I kind of see what you're saying now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, this bitch. <laughs> Yeah. You got some valid points, but shut the fuck up and get to them. <laughs> so I do want to mention real quick, I picked up a new video game this week that I'm really excited about. Um, I picked the up the newest Pokemon was on sale. Uh, so I finally I went to Walmart and made them price match it because I didn't want to wait for Amazon's one day shipping because I'm really impatient like that. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I'm really enjoying that game so far. It's it's a lot more cutscene heavy than any Pokemon I've ever played. Hmm. Um, but I think it's really good. Like It looks good. It has a lot of nice quality of life features. Like You can just use a Pokeball. You don't have to go into three menus to get there. There's right. no more HMs. You don't have to waste Pokemon moves on that crap. Yeah. Um, it's There's a lot of just nice little quick things. Um, Which starter did you get? Uh, Poplio. Is that I the water pick, one? Yeah, I always pick water. Yes, that's the last starter we need. We can try to trade <laughs> you the other two. Nice. Yeah, I always go with the water Pokemon in every game. I usually do. Every now and then. This is the second time I pick the grass Pokemon. Because I also like Snipe. I really thought about going with the grass because I like the, the whatever the owl looking motherfucker was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm liking the looks of the Pokemon. I did get really sad though, cause I found a Meowth in the wild and I thought it was a shiny cause it was silver. Nope, and it, it turns just... out they're just fucking silver in that region. Yep. And, and they look, like, they look kind of retarded and then it evolves to a Persian and then it looks really retarded. <laughs> nice. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm enjoying that. I, I've been spending a lot of time just, like, kind of sitting there with Titus hanging out. Um, And I was like, well, it's easy enough to turn on a TV show that he likes and he'll sit still for an hour. And I can sit there and just play Pokemon. And if he needs something, I can just set it down because it's turn-based and nothing happens if you don't push anything. Well, that's slightly untrue now. FYI. If you are in a battle with a wild Pokemon, if you don't respond for a while, it will just run away. Well, that's fine, too. Just if FYI. something important, I'll tell him one minute, and he'll sit there for a minute. But it's not like I'm playing Monster Hunter, where it just totally fucks you up if you can't sit there for 40 minutes straight. Yeah, and you can also close the game away because it puts it in suspend mode. Yep. Um, but yeah. Um, I also got into the Lawbreakers closed beta, 
Yeah, I was going to say, um, is that game playing any better? Like, I didn't bother even doing it because the last beta I was in, it played like hot dog shit, so... Like, I, I had a hard it. time getting info on this, so is this like another Overwatch kind of thing? Or? So, this is a game made by Boss Key, which was created by Cliffy B from Gears of War. Okay. The really notable, popular designer guy that was really irritating. Right. Um... And I talked a lot of shit about that game during the alpha. Um, and I think they've really tightened up the actual, like, gameplay part. Um, like, the shooting and the movement is pretty good. Like, I, I think it's a really solid Unreal Tournament-style shooter. Yeah. It could use some tweaking and balance for sure. And there's a lot of bugs with, like, skills not working... Like, you'll throw a grenade that's supposed to trigger when someone walks on it that just won't go off. Or if it does, it doesn't do anything to them. Um, A lot of stuff like that. But my biggest beef with the game is there's no point to anything. Like, I'm level 8, and I pretty much have everything unlocked for characters that I want. Because anytime you get a loot box every level, you get five items. Mm -hmm. And... I've been getting, like, you know, all of the stuff that I want immediately. Because pretty much everything looks good in that game. Like, I haven't really found anything that's... Nothing that's actively offensive to my taste. Um, I think the overall look is kind of childish, and the whole game feels like a game that was made in the, like, late 90s. It kind of has, like, the Duke Nukem thing going, where it's just like, when was this made? Like, what are they doing here? Yeah, I know one of the things they were talking about in the initial beta that I played, or alpha, or whatever it was, I forget now, but I know like one of the things they were talking about was they were trying to use verticality a lot more, because you had like jetpacking guy, yeah. all that stuff, and I'm not sure if that's been retained or if that's changed. Yeah, no, that's, that's still there, and there's whole segments of the maps that are zero-G, it's like a gravity bubble, Right. Um, and there are abilities that can like turn off gravity. Um, All of that sounds irritating. Yeah, and that's kind of my thing. Like, I know what they were going for, like trying to add the verticality. Right. But, like, Titanfall kind of nailed that, and now this feels just really bad because it slows you down when you go into those. Yeah. So you just kind of float around and try to shoot at other floaty dudes, and the hit detection is really bad because everything is hit scan except for the rockets. Right. Um,. And a throwing knife. There's a fucking random throwing knife. Like, some of the characters have really shitty special skills where it's just like, well, I'm just never going to use this the way it was intended because it's fucking weak. I'll just use the regular gun. Yeah. Um, and there's some very clear, like, you don't ever need this person on your team because it's just, like, this guy's playing Soldier 76 and everybody else is a fucking spaceman that can shoot rockets or auto-aim or do cool stuff. And this guy's like, I can turn off your skills for three seconds once in a while. Sombra, yeah! Like, but even worse, because it's like a grenade you have to throw that has a teeny tiny little blast radius. Like, you basically have to hit him with it. Right. Um, And I'm like, well, a lot of the characters are kind of inconsequential. And the healer can only heal, like, one person a little bit every, like, ten seconds. Which is real dumb. 
uh, but has one of the better guns in the game. It's just like a standard grenade launcher, which is pretty good. Um, and she can hover, which is cool. Right. But uh, it feels like it feels like they tried to make Unreal Tournament, and there's no progression, so you're not unlocking weapons or characters. And right. there's only, I think, going to be eight characters total, or eight classes, because there's like... It's, they did the thing where it's like the two teams, and Team A has these characters, and Team B has these characters, but both of them have a healer with the same skills and equipment, they just look different. Right. Um, but they even use the exact same weapons, so if you get a weapon skin, it works on both of them. Um, but they're just different names, and you can get different character skins for them, and that's about it. Right. Um, so there's not going to be much in the way of like unlocking stuff because they all just kind of have their standard gun. So you're not unlocking weapons or loadouts. Hmm. Um, so I don't know what the progression is going to be other than like open a bunch of boxes to get skins and you can buy more with duplicate money that you get. Right. Um, and I was just like, well, I mean, it's kind of fun, but I don't feel the urge to go back and play it because right. I'm not working towards anything. Um, but I will say it's better than the last time I played it. Yeah. Um, and then my biggest issue with the game, like, as a whole, is the UI is probably the worst I've ever seen in the game. Yeah. It's like it's just... I hope it's, it's a placeholder. Yeah. Because it looks like like a student art project that probably got a D. <laughs> And, like, it has really low frame rate, so, like, everything else will be fine. Like, my stream is good, you know, my cursor is fine, everything's snappy and quick, and then the menus are just, like, you can see the, like, highlight from one button to the next, like, closing and loading in on the next one. Yeah. Like, super slowly and chunky, and, like, there's a experience bar that rolls up, and it just, like kind of stop starts all the way around the wheel and I'm like what is wrong with this thing like why is it so sluggish it doesn't make any sense um yeah I was gonna, like the last time I tried to play it like it ran really slow and kind of dog shitty on my rig and it's like I know that you and I have roughly the same rig like maybe slightly different graphics cards or whatever but in general it's just like I don't understand why it's playing this this shitty. Like this is ridiculous. Well, and that's the thing is the the gameplay is fine. It's just <laughs> the menus. Well, for me, it was the whole damn thing. Like I could barely shoot anybody because I was always missing. Because it was like I had to really fucking like do lag comp or something. It was ridiculous. So that's why I didn't even bother getting like even checking it out for this particular beta. Even though I did get an email invite or saying that there was another one coming up. I was, yeah, like, was going to tell you if you do want to check it out tomorrow or tonight, you can still just install it and play it. You don't actually need to do anything. Yeah, I do still have the same code. Yeah, I do still have it in my Steam library. I think so. Yeah, you can just reinstall it and go. You don't actually need to activate a code or anything. Right. Because um, when I put mine in, it's like, you already own this. Do you want to install it? It's like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think it has potential. If they add in, like, some co-op, I think it would be a lot of fun to play, like, a campaign-style thing and kill, like, AI with friends. Because the characters are pretty fun. 
the banter is real 90s bullet stormy like <laughs> fuck you man or you know just really just high school level insults basically okay. uh really weak stuff uh and the voice acting is not particularly good either um the music is actually really good it's like you know just generic hard rock music but it actually really works with the game just you could slap the unreal tournament soundtrack on there and it would be perfect right um but it's good like that i i mean that as a compliment it's it seems legitimately good yeah um so i don't know i i think it has potential i think it's fun they made a lot of good changes I don't particularly like the battery charge mode. There's only like control point and charge the battery. Right, which is so basically like, capture the flag. A battery you get. Yeah, it's like capture the flag, but then you have to charge the flag to 100% and hold on to it. So you could charge it to 100%, the enemy team could steal it and capture it. Right. It, I mean, they would have to do it within like 17 seconds of it getting charged. But they could also take it at like 80% and charge it and win. So it sounds like it should be fun, but in practice, it's pretty much, well, they got the flag, so we lost. Right. You know, like, all they have to do then is just kind of stand in their little room, and there's really nothing you can do about it, because there's so many ways to quickly kill somebody. Like, if two people shoot at one guy, they just insta-die. They just explode, literally. Um, so I think it's got potential. I think they need to do a lot of work. Um, but I don't know. I think we just kind of need to wait and see what happens with that one. Right. If they, if they do some multiplayer co-op or some single player, I would be a lot more interested in giving them money. If all we get is more of the same that we have now. Right. I wouldn't be interested in giving them more than maybe 20 bucks. So, and it seems like they've spent a lot of money on it because it's pretty well polished and it looks good and runs well. But it doesn't have any substance. There's no story. There's no, there's no reason to keep playing unless you really, really, really get into the whole multiplayer shooter thing. So, I don't know. Take it for what you will, I guess. Yeah. What have you been up to, Zero? Uh, especially for like the past couple of days, I've been getting hardcore back into my uh, Command and Conquer mode. I I absolutely love those games. I got the uh, the big collection that's got like all yeah, of them. Yeah, that thing's great, isn't it? Oh, I'm just like going all the way back to Command and Conquer and like trying to play all the missions. But I keep skimming around because I'm like, ah, oh, I need a level red alert. Ah, oh, shit, Tiberian Sun. Ah, oh, crap, General Slush. See, I always, I always go to Red Alert Three and uh, Tiberium Sun. I've still not played Red Alert Three, um, so I'm gonna try to do the story modes first before I get to that. Tiberian Sun yeah. was the first one I put on because I played the most of that game. Let's be honest, that's the best one. That's absolutely the best one. The first um, one I played was three, and I played a little bit of it, but I haven't beat it or anything. So, did you play much of Tiberian Song? No, by that point I was kind of out of my strategy game phase because that was right around the time I think that like uh, 
they were doing like World of Warcraft and shit. So it's like I kind of like I was done with that, and it's like okay, I can play Warcraft, but like as a person, you know. God, do yourself a favor and get just just Tiberian Sun of the whole collection, honestly. But Tiberian Sun is probably like the most balanced uh, uh, strategy game I've ever played. Hmm. That's the yeah. biggest reason I still love it is that like every other game has like cheap little characters or little strategies. Like no, that game is straight balanced. Doesn't matter which side you pick. Man, Tiberian Sun is fifteen bucks on Steam right now. Yeah, that shit needs to go on sale. Yeah, absolutely. And you for new computers, you need to get a patch for it. I found it around somewhere, it's not hard to find, but it won't work otherwise. Yeah. Um, I'm also really excited about Dawn of War 3. I think that looks great. Um, I've always been a big Dawn of War fan, even though I don't think they're particularly great games. It's just one of those games where it's just like, I don't care if it's bad, I like looking at this, and I want to see my dreadnoughts walk up and pick up an Eldar by the head and smash their melon and toss the bloody remains and then light things on fire with their other arm at the same time. Speaking of which, I started playing Mordheim, City of the Damned. Oh, cool. Yeah, I didn't even know it really existed. I was looking for more strategy games, and that one popped up. I think it was like on a Humble Bundle or something like that. And uh, that's pretty fun. It's a, it's kind of a confusing strategy game, but I'm starting to get the hang of it. And it, uh, it it's really got that Warhammer flavor to it. The graphics are really nice. I've been playing as the Rat People, the Skaven, or something like that. Oh, yeah, the Skaven. <sighs> I love to hate them. <laughs> I said, well, it was like human, 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 undead human, or Rat People. Rat People. Do it now. <laughs> Be different. Since, since we're pretty much already on video games or whatever, did you guys see that... Uh the article or whatever about the kid getting in trouble at school for calling somebody a Hanzo main. Yeah, I did. That was pretty <laughs> incredible. Wait, hold on. What is this? <clears throat> apparently, like, actually, it was a t- apparently it's a Twitch streamer's daughter called some other kid in her class a Hanzo main. And, you know, and, and like, the teacher actually put as the, the referral or whatever said, like, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it was an insult. <laughs> Yeah, the way that she said it, it was clearly meant as an insult. Yeah, it was hilarious. It's like, wow, this is this is how you know gaming is like pervasive in the mainstream now. <laughs> Dirty Hanzo. Bane. I don't. I don't yeah. know what I would do if I was a parent and saw that. Do I? Do I? Do I? Do I care? I think you <laughs> slow clap for that. Yeah. I, I was going to say no, 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 no. You look at them when they do that to you. And you look at them and you go. Old soldiers never die, and they don't <laughs> fade away. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> oh man! And you tell them I'm a '76 main. Damn it! <laughs> Speaking of overswats, I was just reading that they were putting updates to Lucio. Yeah, apparently they gave him a mega speed boost. I saw a little clip of it actually while we were sitting here talking. Yeah, um, but like the radius of everything he has is lowered, or something like that. I didn't see that part. They were just like, look at the speed boost. And all of a sudden, he was on Eichenwald, came out of the castle, and basically like went over the wall right to the point. Like, just... <laughs> I was like, holy shit. All right. Yeah, no, he's getting, <laughs> getting buffs and nerfs at the same time. 
Yeah, well, that's just craziness. I kind of uh, felt like he was pretty well balanced, but I guess what what they're doing is... Well, the thing that I read in response to it was them saying, right now, Lucio is kind of a non... a non-active play style, if you play him correctly. He's kind of a backfield... AFK yeah. healer. He's heal and move around, don't get hit. That's basically right. Yeah, and they don't want him to be like that. So, I guess I see it, but I thought he was fine the way he was. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like you kind of need that passive healer. Like, I, I prefer having a Lucio on my team, and I prefer the enemy team having a Lucio to a Mercy. Just because Mercy is such a motherfucker. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So like the so like the healing for the healing rod is quicker, but it, it doesn't go as far. Like you need to stay and wait for us or two. So yeah. The, uh, go ahead. I so I yeah, I guess they're trying to make it so like, yeah, you can't just stand back. Like People either have to be standing around you or you need to be up next to people. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty much. Um, do you guys know when the new character, Arissa? Oh, okay, it's uh, the 21st. Mm-hmm. So, what is that, Tuesday, I guess, probably? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I'm not... I, I'm going to try her, but I'm not super... Excited, I guess. I, I'm definitely gonna try her out, I guess. But I had, I had fun messing around with her in the training range on the PTR. But I'm always more curious to see what the final like release version is going to be like. You know what I mean? I, I'm honestly more excited to fight her than I am to play as her. Yeah, I I am not excited to fight against her because I feel like she's overpowered from what I've seen. Um. Oh, that's a big target for Junkrat. I'm all, I'm ready for it. Mm-hmm. Well, she has this thing where she's basically invulnerable, like eighty percent of the time. We'll see who's invulnerable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, I am curious to see if she's as overpowered as she looks to me. Um. But yeah, I guess we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens there. Um. Let's see, I picked up a new game. Yeah? It's one I've mentioned before that nobody here is interested in, but uh, I picked up Dead by Daylight. I mean, I was kind of interested in it. I keep looking at it, but I don't think it's the kind of game I would enjoy. I think I prefer watching it for a little while to playing it. I mean, it's basically kind of like hide-and-seek as a computer game, but with murder. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I like that aspect of it. I've only played a few rounds here and there with it, but, um, I mean, I'm liking it so far. I think it's pretty cool, and plus it was on sale, like, last weekend, so I was like, well, I'll bite the bullet, give it a shot, you know, something new for me to mess around with when I get the time to. So. This would be a game, like, where I would literally only play it if if we had a full team, like, if we were all... Yeah. Right, I mean, it's it's fun to... I, I've done, like, the whole, like, solo queuing thing where I've played either as one or the other, the killer or the survivor, but, I mean, it's still fun to play even when you're not in, like, a huge, cohesive team or whatever, but, I mean, 
yeah, I, I can see where it'd be a lot more fun if I had friends that played with me, but, you know. I get I get easily freaked out by uh, horror games. I don't I don't play a lot of horror games. And plus, they uh, just un- unle- they just revealed or released or whatever a um, uh, a new update for it where you can play as Bill from Left for Dead, which is as a survivor. I'm like, that's pretty cool. And that's you can dress- awesome. and you can dress up the other characters to look like Zoe and Ellis and pretty much everybody from the Left 4 Dead games. The only thing is there was a new character that they had for some other release that they did recently who I was hoping would have gotten... Um, I can't remember his name, but it was like the smooth gambler dude from Left 4 Dead 2. Um, but I was hoping he would get a skin or something for that, but he didn't, which kind of was a disappointment. But, I mean, you got Zoe, you got Ellis, you got uh, Rochelle, you got Francis. So, I mean, hey, you got the, you got the good ones at least. <laughs> Although I like that gambler, that riverboat gambler dude from Left 4 Dead 2. So, not to totally derail us, but somebody posted in this Your Mom's House Facebook group saying, hey, I'm new here and I'm fucking confused. Can somebody help me? And there's just like, there's already a good 50 replies of, hey, Hitler, um, where's the cum? Um, that's why you're fucking poor Uh, hike up your jeans Uh, neat stuff and my personal favorite hey what's your pronoun it's pretty fantastic what is this what is this group here like I kind of want to check it out Uh, I can add you it's your mom's house yeah, uh, you should listen so. to two or three episodes because it probably won't be funny the first episode because it's all based around inside jokes. And once you get the inside jokes, everything becomes much funnier. But if you don't get any of the jokes, it's just like none of this makes sense. What is wrong with you people and your fucking genes? So, yeah, but it's fucking obnoxious. In the best way possible. It's just like the gays. <laughs> yeah, we could argue about that, but we're not. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's one of the inside jokes where they were making fun of like the the kind of racist and homophobic older people in the older generations. Well, I was going off of your obnoxious in the best way part, not that part. But yeah. Oh, you don't like the you don't like their obnoxious. So you're not, you're not a fan of the mommies? Nope, not particularly. Oh, that's a bummer. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's say. not for everybody. It's okay. <laughs> I think it's a maze, but hey. I thought it was pretty funny. It will take over your Facebook timeline, though. Um, so you probably need to unfollow it unless you enjoy the complete takeover of your Facebook, which I personally do. Um, Cause I mean, I don't really look at Facebook all that much anymore, but now I look at Facebook constantly because it's just constantly about Browns and uh, being the water champ and keeping your jeans really high and tight. Yeah. I guess I can set up. <laughs> Um, anyway, the Vigia games. Um, 
So have you gotten to play much of uh, Dead by Daylight, Andrew? Like I said, I got to play a couple of rounds um, Sunday night, like late Sunday night, because by the time I decided to bite the bullet on it, it's like getting late, so I only wanted to play a couple of rounds. I played a few as the killer, um, and I got the um, Halloween DLC, so I got to play as a shape um, from those flicks, which I like that one just because for me the music, because they use the actual like movie music, like it makes it scarier to me, especially like when you... You have the ability to, to stalk somebody, which is like there's one survivor that you kind of follow around, but you like you kill them last, which I'm still kind of getting. Yeah, which I'm kind of getting used to, like the the strategy of playing as one or the other. Still, but like it's pretty cool to like have that music when you come across your stalker and it just starts going to din and din and din and din and you know, it's like all right, I'm in my zone now, you know. But it's cool to play as the other characters too because. All the other killers and stuff that they have are original, so it's it's pretty neat to figure out like what their strengths and weaknesses are. Like the trapper, you know, he's very slow, but like he can set up those bear traps and trap you for like you know a good you know portion of time until somebody comes and lets you out. Um, and it's kind of fun to do the whole like you know you know finally get enough stabs in on somebody, pick them up, carry them to a meat hook, and just impale them on it. And then what I've been trying to do is, like, wait near the hook somewhere because you know somebody's going to come over there and try to heal them or whatever, try to help them. So I'm trying to get the ambush idea, you know, going, but it's I'm still, like, feeling out how it works as far as that goes. But, yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of fun with it. I think it works pretty well. It plays pretty well on my system, which I was kind of worried about because I went to um, that Can I Run It system requirements site. Oh, and- yeah. And it was pretty much saying, like, I couldn't run it at minimum or recommended, and I'm like, this site is full of shit. <laughs> you know, because I can play it just fine. Like, I don't really seem to have much in the way of lag, if anything at all, or whatever. So, I mean, you know, I've had fun with it. I mean, I think it would be cool if we all played it, but, like, you know, I, I know it's not a game for everybody, so I just kind of picked it up to check it out. And, you know, watching a lot of those uh, can gaming, like, live streams of it, you know, it's kind of like, got, that's part of what inspired me to check it out in the first place. And because I picked up uh, the Friday the 13th game, it's like, I, it's something for me to play in the meantime until that gets released. So. Nice. Mm. Yeah, I think they err on the side of, like, caution with the can I run it. Because mm-hmm. they don't want people to be right on the border and then not be able to run it. Right. So they'd rather say, like, yeah, you probably can't run this or it's going to be really rough for you. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it turns out it's kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't seem to have any issues with playing it at all. Like, you know, like, I didn't have any weird graphical glitches. I didn't have, like, where people look like they were running in a 1920s, like, silent movie. You know, I didn't have, like, any of that kind of stuff. Like, it played perfectly fine. It rendered perfectly fine. So, I mean, oh. Yeah. You know. I mean, yeah, there was a few things that I have according to their specs that are different, but, I mean, by and large, I think mostly it was just the, might have been the graphics card and the processor, maybe, but, I mean, it seems to run it just fine, so, I don't know what they're talking about. I like it. But, yeah, and I just, I was just messing around with it, actually, before we got to do the show, I was messing around, I realized you can customize the, the characters, that's how I was figuring out how to customize the survivors to look like Left for Dead characters, and I was messing around with some of the killers, because, like, the only things I have is stuff for the Trapper, because that's, like, their their mascot for the game is the Trapper character. Ah, okay, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, uh, 
you know, he's got some different, like, masks. Like, I got one that is basically the normal mask, but the eyes are illuminated, like, this yellow color, which I was like, that's kind of cool, although, like, people will probably see me coming a mile away, you know? And then they had one, I guess, that they came up with, um, because I guess at some sort of Canadian, like, video game awards ceremony, they got awarded, like, best new character in a video game with their Trapper character, so they took his normal helmet or whatever, his mask or whatever, and they modified it to where he has, like, a maple leaf, like, just to the side, you know? And it was, like, you know, a red maple leaf on a white mask. I was like, that's kind of cool. A little retarded, but kind of cool. I like it. You know, it's, it's one of those things, like, you only picked it up if you got, like, that DLC or whatever. So I was like, oh, that's cool. And, like I said, I like playing as the shape from Halloween. So, you know, I did get to play the Haddonfield map a little bit, which Wait, is... Wait, what is he called? The Shape? The Shape, Yeah. Okay, at first I thought you were saying the shake, like... Like the shake. <laughs> Retard. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I was thinking, like, Prince in Dubai kind of shake, but... It's, it's Michael Myers is the name, but, like, the in the script they used to call him the shape because basically what they wanted him to look like is just kind of like a shadow, a shape, like, you know, they didn't really want to, like, define any certain, like, features or whatever. He was, you know, like, that's part of the reason they use the the William Shatner mask turned inside out and painted and everything was because it was supposed to look like a, a human face, but blank, you know, really devoid of like features, you know? So that, that was kind of the idea behind the character. And like, I think they did a pretty good job modeling him and everything. And like, like I said, I love the music kicking in, like those, those moments where you're, you know, chasing somebody down or whatever, but you know, it's, it's a fun game. If you like kind of the sort of hide and seek survival horror esque play, then I mean, like, I haven't really been too into that kind of stuff, like, not since, like, the original Resident Evils came out. But, like, this game's pretty fun, and again, with the recent, you know, uh, Left 4 Dead uh, content that they've added, which is pretty awesome. Nice, nice, nice Zach. I like your, uh, your Halloween knife pumpkin. It's also part fist. Nice. It is also part fist. <laughs> it is also kind of part dick, too, apparently, but I'll get into that later. <laughs> pumpkin dick, all right. <laughs> well, apparently, there's it's one of those like Disney style hidden images kind of things. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, but the game's a lot of fun. Like, I think we would have fun playing it, like just for shits and giggles, kind of. Like, not really. Like, it's not something that has like a competitive mode. Like, they do have like seasons and game ranks and all that kind of stuff, but like, it doesn't seem to have a heavy focus on like competitive play, like like something like Overwatch does. <laughs> So, I mean, like, for all of us to get on it or whatever and just kind of, like, check it out, I mean, it would be fun to do at some point. Same of it again? Dead by Daylight. It was on sale this past weekend, but it tends to go on sale fairly frequently, so. I well, think if we all decide to get into it, it's not that expensive in the first place. Yeah, it's yeah, a popular base. Twitch yeah. game because of the suspense and because of the... It's an easy game to play with viewers because you just need a group and it doesn't really matter if they communicate or not. Yeah, like the Kang Gaming guy on YouTube Gaming or whatever, like that I watched playing it, he's got a regular crew of people that he does communicate with, but it's pretty entertaining to watch his streams and stuff. So, like if you want to get a look at if you want to get a look at what the game kind of looks like, I would recommend watching some of his like, you know, his recorded plays or whatever of that game. I know he just did one recently to check out the new content before he switched it kind of made me mad because i got home late that night and i was gonna hop on and see if i could catch him like in game but like by the time i got home the it still said it was live streaming that game but apparently when i went and looked through it he was actually he switched over to the new zelda game so like god damn it 
I was sitting here watching the stream thinking it was live, and it's not. It's his old stream that was so, ending. I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, Zelda fan, mm-hmm. but I got to tell you, I'm really feeling the need or want for one of the Nintendo Switches. I think that thing looks pretty amazing. Um, just in the sense of, like, I want to have the the handheld that's a full console that I can sit on the couch and play without the need for the TV. Right. Like, having kids makes that console so much more relevant. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, it's almost kind of like having a phone, but a lot bigger and better. Um, also, I found something out this week. I figured out I can stream... Uh, on Twitch from my Xbox, like I can stream to my PC and play on my PC over my Wi-Fi connection, which is pretty solid. Um, apparently, I don't have any real issues with it. And then I can stream the the capture window on my PC through OBS, like any other game I'm running. Right. So I'm actually going to be able to like start streaming some Destiny and Titanfall Two and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. Pretty excited. Sounds awesome. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be fun. I'm gonna do a little <laughs> change up with my my desk here. I've got a old 32 inch uh, um, TV taking up like four feet of my desk. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move that to another desk I have over here and put my Xbox One and stuff out here. So. Um, I don't have issues. The one issue I ran into was the controller would disconnect from the Xbox occasionally when I was in another part of the house. Mm. So, yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Isn't that going to annoy your wife, though, with her (laughs) Korean drama things? No. So we actually hooked the PS3 back up, and we realized we really prefer using that to watch TV with. Because the menus are so much more snappy, and it just kind of works better for navigating Netflix and stuff like that. It's really, really easy. Um, The only issue is the controller is kind of busted, because her and Titus have dropped it about 175 times. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, like, occasionally it's just like, well, I'm going to continually try to scrub the video forward for you until you turn the controller off. Right. So, that's a good time. But other than that, the PS3 is kind of a better Netflix box. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, other than that, um, yeah, just kind of been streaming a lot of Path of Exile. The new League is still going strong. Uh, started a new character. I didn't really like the play style of my Blade Vortex character. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I don't know, like it worked well, it was fine, but I would have needed to spend a lot of money in game currency to make it really strong. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm not loving this build, so I'm going to switch over to a Spectral Throw. So I'm basically throwing axes that go out and come back to me kind of like a boomerang. Hmm. Um, and they also poison everything that they hit, so uh, that's pretty fun. And I use a skill that makes it so I throw like six axes instead of one. Um, so yeah, having a good time with that. Uh, but yeah, just uh, 
just kind of been chilling, streaming Path of Exile, a little bit of Lawbreakers, and eventually I'm going to get back to Warframe. I've just been so busy with Path of Exile. Mm-hmm. I haven't really had much time for it. I've just been getting my daily login stuff. Yeah, I was going to say I hopped in to get my daily stuff today, and apparently they gave me a new weapon, so... Uh, don't forget to buy the Shamrock color palette for I did. one credit, yeah. Yep, I did pick that up the other day, but I also got a weapon today. It's called a Lecta or something. Oh, that's a really good weapon. Yeah, I, I just picked it up, and I'm building it currently, so by tomorrow I should have it. <laughs> So, yeah, I was like, that would be something interesting for me to mess around with once I'm done leveling all the basic stuff. Yeah, it's basically an electric whip. Sweet. Get down here! (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) But, yeah, um, unless you guys have anything else, um, I think we can wrap up on our top five of the week. Um. We were going to do top five podcasts. I figured that would be something we could probably come up with pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So, hey, give me a second. I'm going to go start. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, even if we do it on the spot, uh, probably come up with five if we just look at our phones. Yeah, pretty so, much. Uh, Angela, do you have uh, five podcasts? Um, hang on, i got to get out of my game here. Just playing uh-huh. Zuma's Revenge, nothing exciting. <laughs> There you go. So. <laughs> That's exciting for me, asshole. I like it. That's cool. I played uh, a Zuma slot machine at the casino, actually. There you go. Anyways, since you guys would be haters on my video games, <laughs> I was not haters on yours. I'm just kidding. Jesus. Uh, okay. Go to my stations, my favorite playlists. Okay, so my top five would have to be. Um, I listen to a podcast called Risk. Oh yeah. And Savage Lovecast. Risk is a collection of stories. It has different themes every week. Savage Lovecast. He answers questions about love, sex, and relationships. Um, your Mom's House podcast, of course. Um, gotta keep a high and tight there. Um, what is that, three? Yeah. And then I like the Christopher Titus podcast. Yeah, that's one I haven't listened to in a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's actually... Uh, they're really health nutty about a lot of shit. But yeah. he's funny about everything. Yeah. So it's always fun to listen to him. It's like he either gets real health nutty about things or real political about shit. Um, but other than that, everything's really funny. Um, him and his uh, wife are comedians and things like that. Uh, and then Hollywood Babylon has to be my, my fifth. Nice. Well, well, let's see. Um, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Oh, yeah. My favorites. When it happens, it doesn't happen very often, but um, the Diesel Power Podcast, if you're big into diesel punk, um, that's definitely one worth checking out. And he's kind of added a couple of different channels to that one because he's got the main Diesel Power Podcast. He's got his Tales from the Flip Side 2, which basically covers, like, 
non-diesel punk stuff that the guy's into. Um, and it all, they also have one that they do like once a month called Swing What You Got, which is basically just a, a, a guy that does DJing and stuff. And he plays like very like, they usually come up with a theme, but in general, it's just like very diesel punk, um, electro swing kind of like music. So if you're into music and that sort of thing, then that's another one. That's another one within that one you might enjoy as well. Um, I do like listening to the Benetarium podcast, which is one that just recently started by the guys from Steam Powered Giraffe. Um, it's been uh, interesting because it's basically just them being themselves. Talk like the first episode they were talking about VR games, and lately they've just been talking about like all kinds of other stuff under the sun. Um, so if you want to get kind of a behind the scenes look at who the real people are, then you know cool. def- definitely check that one out if you like that band at all. Um, I would have to say Ghostbusters Resurrection is another one I really like. Um, it's actually a bunch of guys um, playing the Ghostbusters, like West End games, though slightly modified for modern time. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters, like RPG, like tabletop RPG, and they basically just record the whole thing, and they have music and sound effects and things too, but... Um, it's it's re- they do a pretty good job. Like the first season was great because it ended with them busting. Like they they had their big like you know Gozerian style thing at the end, but they had like a bonus thing at the end where they ended up uh, busting uh, Beetlejuice. So <laughs> they have a lot of fun with that podcast. So if you don't mind listening to a bunch of guys sitting around playing a uh, an RPG, you know, and being entertaining about it, then you know check that one out. Let's see. Um, for my last one, I'm going to have to put up. Hmm, it's tough because a lot of the problem I have is a lot of the podcasts I really like listening to. Most of them have like since stopped being podcasts anymore, one way or another. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with. I'm actually going to throw them in there because I've been listening to them lately, and they're a new one that I've gotten into. Is that Bullet Points? Uh, podcast basically just going over like FPS games, um, like their first episodes Bioshock. They go over Deus Ex: Human Revolution. They go over the, the rebooted Tomb Raider, Resident Evil Four. They go over Marathon, Halo, Portal, Max Payne. I mean, you know, they pretty much go over go over pretty much everything. With guns. Yeah, exactly. Like super hot. They even cover at one point, um, which is a newer kind of weird FPS that I thought about checking out, but not so much because it's like eh, I don't like. The graphics just kind of leave me desiring something else. Um, so yeah, that'd definitely be my fifth one for the most recent. Um, I, if we have an honorable mention section, I would have to say "Thrilling Adventure Hour" is one of my other favorites. Um, basically, it's new stories but done in like old time radio drama style. So yeah, if, if you like sort of tongue in cheek comedy that's kind of done in that sort of old like radio drama style, definitely check that one out. Um, and the other one, it's going to be tough to check out. There are a few episodes still on the main website, um, <clears throat> but uh, it's going to be tough to track down like all the episodes. I'm actually working on trying to compile them all because I miss the the podcast so much. It was uh, Rue Morgue Radio done by Rue Morgue Magazine. Um, it was basically, they had, like, interview segments with, like, people in horror movies, horror, like, you know, like basically just horror genre in general, like, authors, 
um, you know, movie makers, music makers, whatever. And they had like all kinds of like horror theme music um, on the show. That was really good. They talk about literature too. So, I mean, if you like, if you're a big fan of horror and you want something that's to me, that always sounded like what horror movie monsters would listen to on a radio. Cause it's done much like a, a radio broadcast sort of. Um, I definitely recommend searching for that one and checking that one out, especially if you like a lot of like psychobilly punk type, you know, horror music, then definitely check that one out. Nice. So that's my five plus two honorable mentions. <laughs> um, well, the one that I listen to the most is uh, the atheist experience. Uh, mostly just because it's, it, you know, every now and then you get some real conversations and they're fun to listen to uh, about people and their faiths and then, you know, how it relates to science and logic. But then half the time you get people that are like, I have a belief that we're going to die in two years sometime in February because God told me while well, I was high as balls on cocaine. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Those are always an enjoyable call. Right, and then uh, I listen to uh, a lot of the Jimmy Dore show too. I mean, uh, I listen to a lot of politics stuff, but this is another one of those uh, political shows by a comedian like uh, John Stewart and John Oliver and all that stuff. Um, yeah, the, the Daily Bugle that John Oliver used to do was one of my favorites as well for that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, Jimmy Dore is kind of where it's been for me as far as uh, stuff that's funny without being uh, just absurd or too much okay. on one side of anything. Right. Uh, the last three are ones I haven't really listened to in a while, but I, if I had to think about ones I thought were the most enjoyable, um, it's super effective. I used to love listening to that all the time. Uh, pretty much the best or only real worthwhile listening to a Pokemon podcast out there. Oh, man. Steve Black Jr. is a good friend of mine, and I will have to introduce you to him if he's around when you visit next. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it was, that, that was a super enjoyable show. I love it. I always I always run into him at C2E2 every year, the Chicago I, Comic-Con. I gotta go to one of those. Indeed. Um, and then uh, I always love Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. Uh, that's, that's the only live podcast show I've been to, but I actually got to meet them during one of those. Yeah. Um, so I was, that's a real fun one, and so is, of course, Hollywood Babylon. Who doesn't love that one? Indeed. Yeah, so, I was debating about whether or not I should put Fat Man or Batman on my list, but I actually haven't been listening to it lately because they're at the point where they're watching all the new stuff that I haven't seen, and I don't want to get spoiled. So it's like, well, <laughs> find yeah, something else to do. But that one's a good one too if you like if you like that sort of Kevin Smith style stuff. Yeah, I mean. I would have to give, like, all of my honorable mentions to, like, the Kevin Smith stuff just because you guys have kind of listed those. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, kind of like you mentioned, Andrew, one of my favorite shows uh, actually has completely stopped, um, and that was called 8-Bit Bourbon. Mm. And it was really similar to our show where it was just kind of a couple of guys that would talk about games they had been playing mm-hmm. and uh, just kind of shooting the shit like we do here. Uh, just, it, it was interesting to hear life from a different perspective in a different part of the country. Right. Um, and they were pretty interesting people, so that was fun. But yeah, they've stopped doing that like mid last year, so that one can't really quite make it onto the onto the official list. Uh, 
But real quick, my top five would have to be um, The Church of What's Happening Now, um, the Tested.com podcast, because they do one with Adam Savage, and then they also do one with their crew, um, where they talk about tech and uh, cameras and all that kind of cool shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the Joe Rogan Experience, um, your mom's house, and then finally... uh, Hardcore History has to be on my top five because it's the best podcast ever created. Yeah, their last episode about nuclear war was kind of great, especially if you're a fan of Fallout. It's like, let's see what the reality is. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I would have to say, like, I could actually honestly say Giant Bomb is my favorite podcast, like, of all time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because I've been listening to it since, like, 2008 or nine every week nonstop basically like maybe a few breaks here and there but not really many um it's just generally a really really good show um and also i should mention i applied for a job at giant bomb as one of their editors Mm. uh, like a content creator so i'm kind of hoping that i at least get an interview so i can go to san francisco and meet those guys that'd be pretty dope yeah i don't know how i feel about living in san francisco um, other than pretty hesitant, um, as it's the most expensive place in the country to live right now. Um, but they do work for CBS Interactive, and the pay is pretty good. So it would be doable. It would just be living in San Francisco, which I wouldn't be thrilled about. Hmm. So, yeah. So I, I wrote them a creative cover letter with lots of gaming speak. So cool, yeah, kind of fun. But uh, I think that's probably about it for me. Yeah, I think so. You got anything, honey? No. All right, then. All right. Okay. Well, I think we're gonna call it a show. Thanks for hanging out, you guys. And this one will go up on the uh, iTunes and audio sources tomorrow. Actually, we'll make a return awesome. to audio. Nice. So, assuming the call note works. Yeah, that was you. complaining on our page about not seeing episodes and stuff. Yeah, I, f- I feel bad about it, and I just, I've been too busy, and I'm going to make time. It's going to happen. So, um, I'm going to create time. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, thanks for listening, guys. It's been a lot of fun. And, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Um, so, later, Gene. Later, <laughs> week. Keep high and tight.